2: Off. Now tell me, you know where I can find him? There. At that table. He's got his...
1: Didn't hear what the bed was. Your life?
2: Alive or dead, it's your choice. Let bread go. A lot of money. Takes me three years to earn it. Tell me, isn't the sheriff supposed to be courageous, loyal, and above all honest? Yeah, that is. I think
3: you people need a new sheriff.
0: everyone justin bell
2: here race car driver turned tv and web host and as we say it's green 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 and right now we're on nostalgic radio and cars
1: and now hey rocky watch me pull a rabbit out of my hat again nothing up my sleeve (laughs) crystal no doubt about it i gotta get another hat now here's something we hope you'll really like
0: welcome. You're tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert. Run your computers in Google, Tantalk1340.com, and you can see us live here in studios in downtown Clearwater. Don't forget to check out our website, Motorsports.com, where you can find out all about us. And if you've missed any of our past shows, don't forget to check out our archive page, where you can uh, listen to all 400 and a whole bunch of shows. How about that? Over the last nine and a half years. We're going on nine and a half years. Hey, welcome, everybody. It's the Hooters Clearwater Superboat Nationals weekend. We got a special guest for you this evening on the show. And I think we have another guest calling in live from Orlando. This is uh your favorite production studio guy and UCF student, my son, Bobby. Hey Bobby, are you there? Hello. <laughs> Hello. Uh okay. Oh, how's, Come on. I want some enthusiasm out of you today, bud. <laughs>
2: how's it going in uh the- Hours away. (laughs)
0: Okay, that's close enough. So, uh, you got an FLA car show's minute for us?
2: Yeah, so, uh, well, obviously, as you said, the uh, Hooters Clover Superboat uh, or Offshore Nationals um, going on down there. Um, We got uh, Oktoberfest coming up here and the Dunning Brewery.
0: Yeah, Uh, tell us about that. You can
2: uh, visit the dunningbrewery.com. Uh, where you'll you'll have a link to their facebook page as well as uh, in the future there'll be uh registration info and things like that um so that's com. they're also on uh, like i said facebook Twitter uh check them out and uh for everything else car show related FLA com. that's FLA dot com. that's the website that's the place to go. Uh, week weeknights, weekends, whatever you can find it. Central Florida, West Florida, North Florida, South Florida, all over Florida. FLA Car got you covered.
0: Super. And uh, on the uh, Dunedin uh, Octoberfest, October beer fest, um, they're having a spectacular, cozy, intimate. Car show. There's going to be something like 15 car shows. They're going to be primarily British cars, sports cars. Yours truly will be there with Miss Moneypenny. And then uh, Mike Bryant, the owner of Dunedin Brewery, is going to be there with his Lotus 7. And we got a couple guys showing up some Austin Hills. we got some vintage Porsches showing up, mostly British, but there will be some uh, European sports cars there. So be sure and check out that. There's going to be prizes and giveaways and beer, lots of beer. And then Dunedin Brewery also has some of the best chicken wings, right? What else do they have on their menu, Bobby? A lot of good stuff, right?
2: Yes, burger, salads, um, everything appetizers, their entrees. uh, Also, uh, that's another reason to go to denningbrewery.com where you can see the uh, entire menu as well as their entire line of craft beers and their special beers of the month.
0: That's right, Uh, that's right. And don't forget, if you buy a mug... Their special mug. Well, how's it? De- I think that deal works like if you buy a mug, you get free refills on special occasions if you walk in with that mug. I think that works that way too. But anyway, we're going to find out more about it. It's all on their but website. But that's
2: something that you can say when you say you mentioned um, that you heard it on Nostalgic Radio and Cars. They will
0: tell you more about it. Oh yeah, and if you mention it on Nostalgic that you heard it on Nostalgic Radio and Cars, you will probably get a free beer. How about that? I think that's uh, that's on us. So what? What? Yep. Oh, Tommy, Tommy, hey, Tommy, he's in. He's in for the beer. No,
2: that's a, that's a little ambitious here. As the show development director, I have to. Uh, <laughs> I have
3: to double check show on that. Development one. director. Huh? <laughs> what?
0: Well, I, I never heard that term before. That's a stage. Uh, that's, that's, that's that's the one for that's today's uh,
2: today's title the the, the the reel him in.
0: <laughs> the real him in. Okay. All right, Bobby. Good. Well, you stay safe. Drive carefully. I know you got. Uh, some more school stuff to do there at the University of Central Florida. So uh, thanks for calling in, and uh, we'll see you in a little bit. All right. Good stuff. Take care. Okay. Not to mention, let see, November we got SEMA. Uh, That's the big event. Remember I talk about four major events all throughout the year? Scottsdale in January, Amelia Island in March, Monterey Collective Car Week or Car Week during the month of August, and SEMA in November. Now we have the Cigar City Concourse. That's coming up in November. We've got... Uh, Geez, there's a lot of stuff going on. HSR's got a number of events. they got their big uh, 24-hour classic at Sebring. No, Daytona. And um, at any rate, I think uh, what we're going to do right now is I'm going to introduce my special guest for the evening with me, and I have Larry Blyle with me. He's sitting in the studio, and he is uh, a former motorcycle racer, a GT sports car racer, a offshore power racer, powerboat racer, and he's now the president of race world offshore right did i get the right welcome
3: to the show larry how you doing thank you robert thanks for having me on so tell us a little bit about uh
0: to to kind of uh, enlighten our our listeners tell us a little, give a little background on yourself because you've been at this for a while so I'm, you're not right. exactly a new kid on the no, block
3: i've been in racing pretty much my whole life started out at 14 years old uh wanted to race motocross back when motocross was first coming to the united states Okay, uh, I was big in Europe, and there was nothing in the U- U.S. about that. And uh, I had a Honda 90, and I told my dad, uh, I want to go racing. So we stripped it down and started out with that. Um, enjoyed motocross racing. Uh, the Europeans came to the U.S., uh, moved up from there, raced uh, Boltacos, Ossas, Makos, CZs, uh, all of that uh, motocross stuff back then uh, I want to be a national AMA national uh, number get a number and at that time you had to race dirt track and road racing
0: so AMA is American American Motorcycle Association Association. right exactly
3: Uh, so uh, sort of got out of the motocross racing started dirt track and uh, road racing Uh, running uh, quarter mile half mile mile dirt tracks in fact I raced over here in Tampa at, at a mile dirt track over here uh, back in probably the late 60s. in
0: Tampa there would have been... Yeah. Uh, it was at the fairgrounds. Yeah, the fairgrounds. That's right, yeah. That's so I raced there. So we're talking flat tracking now? Yeah. So then yep. we're talking where you're With a steel over... No brakes,
3: steel shoe. Steel shoe. Okay. Shoe. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that whole deal. Ran that and then also ran uh, road racing. Uh, back then we raced in uh, Dade City. Dade
0: there's, City, okay, right little, around the corner. There's
3: a uh, little track there that we would run... So I'd come up here. Um, now this time I was probably 16 years old. And now, for
0: uh, for our listeners to interject for a second, you're from Delray Beach, I'm originally. From Delray Beach, Florida. Okay. so yep. you're a
3: Floridian native, a native Floridian. Native. Okay, exactly. good. Exactly. So I'd load up my uh, truck with my uh, dirt tracker, and I had a bull taco that I'd run if the track was was rough, and I ran a Yamaha Twin 250 if it was smooth, and uh, I'd run up here and I'd race in Dade City. On Friday night or Saturday night with the uh, dirt trackers, and then Sunday I'd run my road racer. Uh, they had a track there also, the little small road race track. So I'd do that. Uh, and when you say road
0: race, are we talking our asphalt track Asphalt tracker? track.
3: Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I did that and then moved up from there until I really got into the road racing and started racing uh, national and international on road racing. Ran Yamaha, ran the 250 class, and then the, back then the 750 class, which was the uh, the top, which we'd run the Daytona 200 and all that stuff. So oh, that
0: had to be exciting. A Daytona, it was two, great. Yeah. I
3: raced at Daytona uh, on the tri oval, probably eight ten times, uh, seasons racing there. Uh, so everything was uh, was uh, going great. Uh, kept racing and. Uh, as time goes on road racing you know it's a young man's sport and uh, had to uh, I quit road racing and uh, I was crazy cuz I've been racing from the time I was 14 until I was probably 30 31 that's a long time long time on a and, motorcycle too on, and uh, hasn't you know I got busted up busted up a few times but nothing really major and so I took off a year and was going nuts on Wanting to get back in racing. Now, but when you were when you were racing the the bikes, where mm. did you have you know talking about spills? Mm.
0: Were they mostly on the flat tracks? Were they on the road courses? Were they, yeah. they on a dirt bike? Well, I mean, all
3: all, but the the main one, believe it or not, the 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 worst accident I had was at a dirt track in Hialeah Speedway, uh, in Hialeah, Florida. Uh, back then, the the track was inside the stock car track, and it had it was a uh, it had a banked dirt track and you would if you went off the banking you had went down about a four-foot drop and then you'd hit the stock car track which was banked up and then had a concrete wall around the outside now is this well, the Hialeah
0: where they had the, the races today yeah. the same track yeah, yeah okay but it was an old track back then it was an old
3: track dirt track in the inside that had the con- the asphalt track on the on the outside Okay. Well back then, well on dirt track you didn't have brakes, you had spoolies and um, I'm going down the back straight, chain comes off, Ooh, <coughs> nothing to slow me down, went off the end, smashed between the, the concrete wall on the outside with the bike on the inside, broke every bone in my from my foot oh. to my knee. Everything was shattered. Um, luckily everything stayed in place cuz you wore boots and all that stuff that was tight and the problem with that is that i was it was a off weekend and i was just there playing around and i had a major race road race 2 weeks later in um i think it was in Laguna Seca, California. Oh wow. So <laughs> that's a trying the, track so too. <laughs> I, yeah, so i go my my uh uh guy that would take care of my bones in del rey and went there and he had it on a take hard care cast. of my bones I <laughs> got okay, take care he, of my bones he he would uh have me have a hard cast uh for the two weeks and then he put a soft cast so that i could go out there and race there's no way you could do that nowadays uh so i was racing out there with a totally all the bones broken in my leg and that's foot. that's amazing. And uh, you carried on. You just kept going. Were so you anyway, a, Were you sponsored by a team of any kind? Uh, I was sponsored by K and K Insurance back then, um, which is now involved with sponsor with doing uh, insurance for our races and stuff nowadays. Okay, uh, I was with them and a bunch of champion all these other small sponsors. Uh, So anyway, we did that, and I was racing. Then I moved on, and was racing in Europe and South America. And uh, as time went on, you know, I said, you know, this is enough. You know, and after racing for fourteen to thirty years old, you know, on motorcycles, is enough. Well, after a year off, I had the bug. I want to get back in it. A friend of mine was racing with Porsche. uh, in the uh, Playboy series and said uh, we need drivers for the 24-12 and 24-hour races. So I went to Laguna uh, Sears Point. To Bob Bond Run School of Racing? Well, (laughs) well, no, I went there to test with Porsche (laughs) because Carlson Porsche uh, is out there and and, uh, did some testing with them, and they said... uh, you got it. You know, let's uh, let's go. So I had to go back to Florida. Went to Sebring. No, no, it was in. No, it wasn't Sebring. It was in uh, uh, Palm Beach International. PBI. Okay. And did a uh, driving school with Skip Barber. Skip Barber. Okay. Yeah. And Did a Skip Barber driving school to get my competition license so that I could race with him. So I did that and ended up. Uh, one of the um, uh, my instructors was ended up racing with me in in uh, Carlson Porsche uh, and got involved with a bunch of other guys and raced in uh, Mossport in Canada and around the United States doing the we did the Playboy series, we did the uh, Firehawk series, Series. Uh uh, did all that and we ended up winning the Firehawk series Uh, did that for I guess five years, six years Uh and uh, it uh, did that, and then
0: the... For our listeners that are yeah. just not tuning in, the Playboy series and the Firehawk series, they were basically support races yeah. for the for the main event, for exactly. the main races and stuff exactly. like that. But they were a lot
3: of fun, and you still had to be a skilled driver. Uh, and, and it was all, you know, being able to sell Porsche cars because you're running Porsche cars that were you could buy on, uh, on the, street. the showroom. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's where Carlson Porsche was involved. So it got involved with all that, and... Um, make a long story short. Uh, no we like long stories and stories, people love stories that's <laughs> yeah. what we're here it's yeah. radio we yeah. have to tell stories. So, so we, you know did that and then got into um, other cars and was racing all that stuff and uh, ended up getting out of racing moved to Key West. Uh, sort of retired from racing, uh, moved to Key West and uh, got involved Uh, I had a construction company at the time, and uh, one of the big uh, families in Key West uh, were building resorts up and down the Keys and wanted me to come and uh, work with them because I had a a pretty good construction company going. I said, No, I've been racing, I've not worked for anybody my whole life. They said, No, you're coming to work for us. I said, All right, so I went to work for the company, uh, Spotswood Companies in Key West. and built uh, Faro Blanco and a bunch of resorts up and down the Keys. And while that was going on, the powerboat races were going on in Key West. And um, the powerboat races in Key West uh, was really big for the economy. Uh, it's the first week in November and uh, everybody wanted them in town because they would spend money and it was big for the city, the, for the hotel rooms, for the waiters, the restaurants, and it was going strong. And then there was some other promoters getting involved, and nobody knew what was going on. They didn't know if there was going to be a race that year, or if there wasn't going to be a race. So we started a company uh, called the Concrete Public Offshore Powerboat Racing Association, which is a mouthful, but it was <laughs> a, a, a group businessmen in Key West that got together to b- make sure that that we could have the races so we put on the event
0: so about what time of year is it this, uh, what time what, what time frame? Years, this was 10 years ago 10 years ago
3: okay um, although they've been racing the Keys since oh, they've been the racing 60s 30s you know 30 yeah. some year 30 this is the 39th year this year okay um, so we as a group um, got the permitting with the city, got the funding from the Tourist Development Council, got everything going with that. And we brought on, uh, helped with Superboat International at the time, which was putting on the races here, uh, and um, brought them on board. We brought all the other race organizations on board to race in Key West. Back then in the, uh, there were 100 boats that would show up to race. That's Nowadays, a yeah, there's a lot of boats. Nowadays, you know, you're down if there's only like 30 true race boats around now. But so we put this on, we did it for the five year contract with the city and the TDC funding. Uh, for the next five years, as any organization, everybody sort of falls away and there's only a core of us that are doing all the work. We told uh, Superboat, well, you know you're gonna get the permitting yourself and you're gonna go after the funding you know I'll help you out with whatever we I can do for you so we did that for the next until three years ago
0: this was SBI S, now
3: this yeah
0: Supervisor International correct
3: okay. so three years ago uh, I went to SBI I wanted to buy SBI because I wanted to get back into racing mm-hmm. get back and promote racing um, didn't want to sell the the organization and team said well start your own so I started race rolled offshore uh, started racing uh, last year uh, his contract that which was for the five years was up this last November so the city put out the event on an RFP request for proposal uh, there was three organizations that went for Super OPA, SB, uh, P1, and and uh, Race World, and we won the uh, award uh, with the city for the next five years for the event. When we got the event, uh, this we didn't get it until June of this year, which it means a lot of work to get it ready for November because it's a world championship. It's a lot. It's a week of racing. Uh, when that happened Frank Chavez from over here called and said well you got Key West you got Clearwater also so uh, that's how we got the Clearwater race uh, that we're doing this year for the first time and uh, so we get done with here and go back to Key West and get back to work because I have a week of racing we race down there on Wednesday Friday and Sunday which we're doing a major concert on Thursday night. We've got street show. We got a, it's a huge event that we've got going on this November, and so that's sort of in a in a in a in a uh, chronological order there of how we got. I got from racing a Honda ninety when I was fourteen <laughs> years old to where I'm at today. So wow, that's
0: amazing, pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. Now, you mentioned you had a construction company, so yes. that, so while you were racing, even when you were...
3: With, with cars and all that, I had my construction company, okay. which was uh, basically in Jupiter, Florida. We had that, and then... Uh, was it commercial construction that you did mostly? Uh, commercial and residential. Okay. Uh, but what happened is, and how I got to Key West, my best friend, who would come to every race that I would run, whether it was cars or anything, uh, was assistant secretary of the navy oh. and uh he lived in key west and he wanted me to build a house for him down there and that's how i got to key west was through him uh, built he bought he wanted a place for his big boat in the backyard so in cudjo gardens he bought two lots and said design a house so i designed a house and he said well get it permitted <laughs> got it permitted then he said now build it and i said joe i'm Living in Jupiter, and uh, I have a construction business. He said, "Well, make it work." So as I was doing that, I would come back and forth every week to uh, Key West and working on his house. And while I was there, I think I had like five, six, seven houses. People came to me, wanted me to build houses. So I'm got all these contracts, all these houses going, and I'm living in Jupiter and going back and forth to Key West. I told my family at the time. I said you know what let's move to Key West so I did and um, so that's how I got there okay and uh, so it was and that's how I got with Spotswoods to build all of these other hotels and resorts and all that and um, and from that I wanted to retire because we finished all the projects that we were doing and I was going to retire and I said well I'm going to get back into racing so that's
0: now, did how, you, how much offshore boat racing did you do yourself? You just, you just I never raced it? offshore. Oh, you I never was, raced? Okay. No,
3: I was just involved with putting on the Key West event. Okay. And, um, and uh, all that part of it, you know, putting on the race, what we needed to do for. It's, it's gotten really complicated because of all the environmental issues mm-hmm. and all that. So, you know, there's a lot of uh, NOAA, Army Corps engineer, uh, Coast Guard, uh, Navy. Navy uh, yeah the Navy's involved down there because we use the outer mole uh, where all of the uh, spectator go for those races because it goes we race right in front of the uh, outer mole which is Navy property okay so you know there's a so much involved uh, in in the old days offshore racing was you'd all get together at a point and you'd say, okay, we're going to run out to, in Key West, it was Sand Key or whatever, run around Sand Key Lighthouse and come back in and that was your race. Or you go out, you know, 50 miles and turn around and come back to it. And nowadays, you know, it the sport had to change because, you know, people didn't want to go there and watch them take off and then come back two hours later. Mm -hmm. So that's where it got into racing into the harbor and now how like you race here off the beach, you know, in front of the pier and and where people can see it. In the old days, they'd take off.
0: It's like marathon races. They would just disappear and come back. They'd
3: disappear and they'd show back up. Um, So it's changed. You know, and and in the old days, like I said, there was, you know, there was a hundred race boats that would show up to race. you know that was in the '70s and stuff. So there's a lot of money that was running in boats back in those days, and there was a lot of those guys that were involved in, in racing. Mm-hmm. And uh... so that's all changed. And now it's uh, the 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 major race boats are like the victory teams and all that are sponsored by the country uh, over here. And European racing has sort of died. Uh, it's and that's why they're starting to come over here. It's, it's a sport that's expensive, and uh, and the people involved with it aren't like it used to be. You know, back I can remember in Key West back in the late '70s and '80s. Um, there was a lot of cash running around. In <laughs> <car racing. laughs> yeah. And uh, that's not anymore. Okay. Yeah. So. Well, and then, of
0: course, some of the names. I mean, Don Arano used to race. Uh, John Carbonell, he was a racer back in the yeah. day. You know, a lot of big names and, yeah. and, and stuff like that. But, but you know, it's kind of funny because racing in general, even sports car racing, because you were involved in that, yeah. you know, it's gotten to be professional. You've gotten – basically, you got bookkeepers involved now. Exactly. And bean counters and sponsors and commercials. And so – and then in car racing – it's kind of evolved with the exception of GT a little bit but a lot of car racing Indy cars as way it turned into spec racing when you are talking about p1 and the the boat. that's is it Sanderson or what's his name um, can't remember the guy that started p1 uh, he was uh, boat race uh, I can't the p1 the, the p1 small
3: series boats, yeah uh, Azam uh, and the the uh,
0: but that's basically spec racing boat and that's trying to make it affordable yeah right. so that that's, you get these that's classes. a
3: ZOM with the, with the single outboard engine and the spec they all have the same boat right same, that's uh, Azam with uh, P1 racing exactly um the problem with it people want to see uh glamour yep you know so you know it's fine you can do spec racing you can do all that uh, What's coming on strong now is the SuperCat Racing, which is the uh, cats with the twin 750 engines in them. Mm-hmm. They, they sound great, uh, they're fast, they're canopied boats, they look like a race boat. Yeah, they're what, 38 feet, something yeah, like that, yeah. 35, and 38? That class is coming on strong. And the other one that's really coming on strong is the um, SuperStock.
0: SuperStock, class, Superstock
3: okay. is the catamaran with the twin 300 uh, Mercury engines on the back. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got the skaters, the, the, um, there's uh, some other victory makes a boat. Uh, this is a true race boat and it's gotten more affordable because it's something that can be trailered without all the equipment that you need with it. It's a outboard engine That's affordable. Mm -hmm. You can run it. Now, it's going to be changing in the next year or so because they don't make the 300 uh, two stroke engine anymore. So, that's probably going to be changing to maybe the 450 four stroke, which then we can come in with noise because people like to hear engine noise. Yeah, that's what racing's all about. Racing's all about. (laughs) Yeah. So, if we can get this engine running on that boat, I think, right, like right now, this weekend, I think we have like 10 of those boats in the, in the class. And that's, you know, in a class, it's sort of unheard of. You know, it's always, you know, four to six boats in a class. You know, when you get 10 to 12 boats in one class, um, that's exciting. And uh, that class is, uh, I think it's the future of, uh, of powerboat racing. Uh, that and the Supercat. Um, now, the, the ones you're talking about right now, they're what, about
0: 28 feet long? That's about 20 the, to 30?
3: The, uh, they're around 31 foot, 32 okay. foot, the, uh, the super stock. Uh, and it's a true race boat. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other classes are, they're pretty much old technology. Uh, this is the new technology.
0: So, what happened to Deep V? Is the Deep V kind of out?
3: Deep V, you know, they have their place, but yes. Uh, you know the, um, you know the days of the fountains and all the um, cigarette. Um, it's it's gone by the wayside pretty much. Really?
0: Yeah. That's a shame because those are
3: it is. classic boats. They are. It really is. But when
0: I the, know vintage boat racing.
3: Uh, have you that, thought about that? I have really been thinking about. That okay. Because you know you get, get the, the old formulas and the formula formulas and, and the, the cigarettes and, and Bertrams. Get that back in here. Um, I think that would be fabulous, especially, you know, we've got time in Key West because we have three days of racing that Uh you get some stuff like that going. Normal races now, um, even if you have 25, 30 boats, um, we're racing only one day and it's you know it's to get everything together you know nowadays it's all safety you know you got safety crews we got helicopter helicopters running around with safety crews and the course marshals and the dive teams on on the water um, we don't want people to get hurt and so we spend a lot of time and money uh, on safety uh, you know the, the closed canopy boats are safer. Uh, but you, if they roll they've got to be able to have air. They've got to be able to get out the bottom of the boat. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need a dive team that's there immediately mm-hmm. to help them. Uh, so, you know, boat racing in the old days, you know, they were not closed canopies. They were open. They could plow into a wave and um, as there were a lot of deaths in the old days.
0: People fly right out, even fly though you right had a kill out. switch, dead man yeah. switch, but still, you know, you it's, get
3: it's it. You know, there was a lot of um, it was dangerous, you mm-hmm. know, uh, and they were racing when it was rough. You know? Yeah. Nowadays, nowadays, you know, they they it's too dangerous, and you can't do it, and uh, so we don't because we don't need to have fatalities like there were in the past, mm-hmm. and that's why. Uh, in fact, my organization and all organizations nowadays are into the safety. You got to have, uh, and it costs a lot of money because we bring probably at this race we have like 15 divers that we bring mm-hmm. to go on uh, support boats and in the helicopter and all that. Um, so it's um, it's an expensive sport to run, uh, and you can imagine nowadays with insurance costs and everything else, you know, and what you have to do to to satisfy the insurance companies, um, it makes it very expensive to put on a race. What? How difficult is it to get uh, sponsorship for, for boat racing? Is that very hard it's compared very to hard. auto racing? Very hard. Uh, and I think it's our own fault. We need to uh, do more to promote this sport, which is what I'm wanting to do. Mm-hmm. We need to have more um, events going on with it uh... for example in key west i I said that i wanted to change it up we need to have a you know we start on sunday and we go through the following sunday with parades on Duval street on sunday and it goes through the week we're doing a major concert on thursday night we have lee Bryce, which is a you know top country uh... entertainer doing a a concert on thursday night we need to upgrade our VIP areas to make it where um, people that want to go and can enjoy it and stand. You know, it's 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 the whole sport needs to be upgraded, and that's what my goal is to do.
0: Speaking of which, uh, what was the name of the musician? Lee Price. Lee Price. Lee Price. Tommy, see if you can find a song uh, from Lee Price, huh? and let's go ahead and, and and cue one of those up. Yeah. and then uh, do you want to see if we can get a hold of uh, your friend Mark Small we can call him Bobby I mean Tommy when you get a chance when you find that song during the song see if you can call uh, Mark Small and we'll see if we can get him on he can tell a little bit about it. and then uh, we'll be back here in a, in a second or two after that and then uh, we can talk to Larry a little bit more because I want to get some more information about this weekend's spectacular ninth year 10th year no is this ninth or 11th year yeah Wow, I'm losing track. Well, I know. I've been covering it for nine and a half years. almost 10 years now. So 2008, 2009, somewhere like that. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you're tuning in to Nostalgia, Peter, Cars. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back with our special guest for the evening, Larry Blyle with uh, Race World Offshore. Hey, here's a little Larry uh, or a little uh, Lee Bryce. Yeah, a little country song.
1: Yeah, that of and just stay skinny. I don't
0: Okay, we're back in your tune. to nostalgic, great cars, and I think we've got another uh guest on the line here. I think it's uh Mark Small, and he uh, pilots no. the he's the owner, he's the owner of uh Cleveland Construction. Now, uh, no, that's a, he's running stock superstar class, right? No,
3: no, he's a, a super cat, super cat, okay, and uh he's got the now small change racing, small change racing. All right, uh, Mark, are you there? I am. Good afternoon. How are you? Uh, we've met a few times well.
0: in the pits, so uh, it's about time we have you on the show, because I don't think you've been on before, have you? I have not been on. Okay. Well, welcome. Good. So uh, Larry and I were talking a little bit about uh, the new organization, um, and uh, so we wanted—we always traditionally do a pre-race Boat show or pre-boat race uh, show on our on our radio show, here, and we always generally have somebody on. So boat racers, team drivers, mechanics, uh, you know, people like that. So Larry suggested you, and I thought, well, that sounds good. And he hasn't been on here yet, so uh, tell us a little bit about uh, tell about uh, your, what you got going on.
4: Well, good. Yeah, we have well, Race World has done a, a fine job. They actually did a mentor race for us last year um, and uh, put on a great show. But uh, <clears throat> we have Chris Hanley. Dealing, and uh, he's going to be throttling the small change boat number four and Chuck Bottas uh, Chuck is uh, with, with Rodko, Um both of the, and he's the driver of uh, our number four boat, both are world and national champions, they've held it before uh, they're both really expert, they're going to be uh, great together and uh, we look forward to coming. We've been to your fair city, I think probably now Nine years or so in a row. Wow. Uh, previously, the boat used to be called Cleveland Construction. Okay, yeah. Uh, we have won your race before. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if my memory serves, we flipped over once in your fair city as well.
0: Oh, okay. Well, that's uh, that, that was a treat. <laughs>
4: well, it goes from two extremes. One from elation of happiness and, oh, my gosh, this is going to be expensive. So... <laughs> But uh, no, we we look forward to being there. Our boat actually should arrive. We're probably one of the first, if not the first. Our race boat and tractor will arrive this evening. Okay. Uh, probably about an hour or two. Okay. And then the race team itself starts to uh, come in on Thursday.
0: All right. Now we're about yeah. we're about. you are you close by, or are you uh, just driving down here from uh, where are you from? Atlanta.
4: No, I live in I live in uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida.
0: Oh, Fort Lauderdale. Okay. So, yeah, I
4: live right on the coast, look at the water, look at the beach, and uh, and been in, have uh, a number of, you know, personal boats. and uh, love the water, love the speed, love the sport, and uh, uh, it should be a good time.
0: All right, now how about, tell us a little bit about your back. Give us a little background on yourself a little bit. Have you been racing for a while, and were you always in the boats? Were you ever in the cars, motorcycles? Uh, give us a little, tell us about your vice here.
4: <laughs> well, um, my background is I uh, owned... A company called Cleveland Construction. Okay. With my brothers, I retired in December uh, after working for forty-two years there. When
0: I say cl- and, when you say uh, Cleveland, we're we thought- talking Cleveland, Ohio. Now, is that what we're talking? Mm-hmm. Okay,
4: Cleveland, Ohio. Yes, we have offices uh, throughout the United States uh, and actually abroad as well. But I retired in December last year and uh, thought I was going to get out of racing. Uh, and the bug stills here, so uh, we've continued on and. Uh, in my my background. We've been racing now for uh, I think it's 13 years. Okay. So we're, we're we're a newbie.
0: You're a newbie. Okay. Well, now the the name the name of the new boat is is it called Small Change Racing. Is that it?
4: Small Change Offshore Racing.
0: Okay. So where did it be Cleveland Structure? Okay. Does the name Small Change uh, have a uh, have a meaning?
4: Well, my last name is Small. Oh, okay. And uh, small change is from the name of uh, my big Viking, so we sort of pawned that to uh, continue to the racing.
0: Okay, because it's it's not exactly small change to race a boat either.
2: No. 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 You know,
4: you you, you got to spend money somewhere if you have it. That's true, and. You could go to all kinds of bad habits. True, and I prefer the good one. There you so, go. You know, racing is, is is a great way to uh, to, uh, to 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 have a lot of camaraderie. I mean, the reality is, when we come to a race venue, you don't see us drinking to the bars. You don't see us carrying on. Um, this is all business, but it's fun. And there's nothing better than you know seeing a little kid six years old holding dad's hand, five years old, four years old, holding dad's hand whether it's a boy or a girl, and they come to these boats that they haven't seen before, and you see their face and the smile, and you pick them up, you put them on the boat, you slide them in the cockpit, and, 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 it, and it's, it's a memorable thing for the rest of their life.
3: This is it's true. a very
4: family-oriented um, spectator sport. Mm-hmm. You know, and for those reasons, that's why we're into it. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I'm glad that you uh, took a few minutes to come on uh, the show and tell us a little bit about that. Um, were you in the standings in the uh, as far as in, you know in in uh, in in points in the, in the series?
4: Well, for race, you know, there's different organizations for Race World. Okay, um, right, number one, Larry. I think we're your leaderboard. They're the
3: leaderboard. They're number one. Okay, they've got a what we have is. Uh, after this race, and then the races in Key West, uh, we award a uh, Race World Offshore National Champion. And um, and I really would like to see Mark get that, because he really deserves it.
0: Okay. Well, that's because you put a lot of effort into it. That's great. That's great, Mark. Mark, um, so some of the other organizations that you race with over the years, I mean, um, when, with, with Race World now, since you're good friends with Larry... Can you, can you, like, uh, say, okay, you know, the other organizations did this, but they should have done this. I mean, are you giving kind of Larry some pointers to kind of improve the organization a little bit? I mean, as a racer and as a team team owner, you know, you you, you, you go through, let's say, trials and tribulations. You say, well, I wish they would do this. I wish they would do that. Some people do this. This works. That doesn't work. Are you, got, are you kind of uh, involved in that as well? I mean, do you, you make your contributions and your, your recommendations?
4: Well, our class. Uh, has a group that, that you know all of us that the race in our class has a group, mm-hmm. and we have a, a chairman that represents our class. Okay, and that chairman last year happened to be me. This year, uh, it, it's uh, someone else, and, and it's good that it rotates around. But the chairman who represents the class gets the feedback feedback from everyone that races. Okay, and then talks about you know some things and pointers to the racing organization. So the answer is yes, we do. Um, there's a fine line because, you know, I'm not a promoter. Uh, I don't put on the races. We put on the show by bringing the boats and having fun. Mm -hmm. And I don't really want to get involved in the political side of all of that. Okay, So that's why having a group and, and, you know, one person speaking for the group seems to work well. Now for race world, one of my key issues personally is safety.
0: Okay. Absolutely. Um,
4: They don't do anything second class for safety. It's all world first class. The people they bring, the crew that they have, the helicopters that they retain, uh, the training that they have. You, you, when you flip over, um, <laughs> you're putting your life in some other people's hands. And um, you know whether whether we're talking about boat racing or construction or, or any other type of business, you want your people to come in at, at, you know, during the day and leave at the end of the day. All 10, fingers in play, no one hurt, But bad things happen. You know, these boats are made for a couple of things. They're made to go really fast, and they're made to crash.
1: <laughs>
4: but when they crash, people get hurt. And, you know, it's probably the most dangerous sport of any sport, and people die. So that's why you know, having a, a good group of safety people on the water is paramount, terribly important. Rachel does a great job there. Excellent. Um, good inspections. You know, so that we uh, <laughs> we are, our class, um, all of those, types, it's very NASCAR-like. So we're all having the same spec. We have to weigh a certain amount going in the water, weigh a certain amount going out, uh, same type of motors, same type of compression. You know, So so every boat is pretty much exactly the same. And you don't want anybody cheating because that's just not fair. It's just not right. And and race World does a great job at making sure that there's a fair play on the race site. And then you know, and then uh, and and then they start a good race. So you know they make sure everybody's lined up, and uh, they won't drop that green flag until uh, until everyone is where they're supposed to be.
0: Super. And on that so, note, guys, uh, we're just about up against the clock here, so uh, yep. uh, we look forward to seeing you in the pits. You'll be here. Um, I know you're going to be at the parade, so it's very good possibility I might be out there saying, hey, can I bum a ride on your boat, you know, and we'll see <laughs> some people so, <laughs> we can, so we can toss some beads. Larry, I want to thank you very much for coming in here, and as the president, and, uh, and obviously accolades in your favor here with uh, Race World Offshore, Larry... Um, I think you did I, so far. From what I'm, I'm hearing, you're doing a great job, and Thank you're and you're passionate about it. And the passionate you you exude that passion, and that's to me is extremely important. And Mark, you do the same. I mean, you're passionate about this hobby. This is your sport. The fact that you share it with uh, little kids and let them sit in your cockpit and stuff like that—that's great because that gets people interested. And that's what we want to do. We want to get the younger people involved with this. So I wish both you guys the best of luck this weekend. Hopefully, you'll win your uh, your class and you'll get that award that Larry was talking about a little bit earlier. And uh, uh, I think we got uh, two seconds left, so if you want to say something real quick, Larry?
3: I just want to have everybody come out and enjoy the races, and uh, let's all have a, a safe and a fun time.
0: That's right. So it's the uh, Hooters Clearwater Super Boat Nationals, and it's on Clearwater Beach. And Friday night, downtown Clearwater, the big party, all right? And uh, the parade starts around 4 or 5 o'clock, something like that, so I want to see everybody down there, downtown Clearwater, see some of the coolest boats. Saturday is open pits area, so you get to see the guys testing and tuning. Super, super time. And the race is Sunday. Now, what are we going to have? Two heats, three heats? How are we going to have real quick? There'll be three heats. Three heats. Okay, so guys, get in your boats, get on the beach, get in your bathing suits, get in your news kayaks, and let's see you down there at Pier 60 on Clearwater Beach on Sunday. In the meantime, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Don't forget, every Tuesday night here on the Tantalk Radio Network for the most legendary, or fascinating and legendary name, in motorsports. Don't forget to follow us on our social media. We're going to be pretty active this week. In the meantime, everybody stay safe, drive carefully, and I want to see some of the boat races. Love your family, guys.